Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It is a Sunday morning from the Northern Kia Studios. John Fricky with you on this kind of overcast and dreary Sunday, but we got to talk, you and I. And, and one of the great things about my show, and it's just different from other shows, is that um, you, you get to be the guest here. I, Harper LaBelle may call me at some point today. Uh, I don't so much schedule, I just tell him to call into the show. Uh, and uh, my buddy from the Wade Ford show, of course, former Falcon, and he wants to, he was, we, we were talking after the show yesterday, and he wants to jump in on all this stuff about the uh, the Combine and the Falcons and whatnot. And we could certainly get into a lot of that today, and we will, I'm sure, at 404-726-0929. So again, if you're just kind of driving around on a Sunday morning, just this particular show, a way I do a, a show is different than how other people do shows. Uh, a lot of people have, you know, they'll, and everybody just does things differently. There's no right or wrong. It's just the way I happen to do mine. And mine is a old-fashioned kind of classic call-in show. And the only thing I ask is that you don't do drive-bys. I want you to call in and talk to me. So if you're calling in and you're on hold sometimes, I've had some of the, the, the I, I refer to you as, as fans and guests, not callers, say to me, man, I was on hold for, you know, way too long. And I'm like, well, it's because... I give, again, I don't just take, hey, Bob, how you doing? And then he's gone. And hey, Tim, how you doing? And he's gone. And so you got to be a little bit patient. But your patience pays off in the fact that you do get a little bit more airtime than you would normally get on a, on a call-in show. And, and these days, it's almost really hard to find a call-in show. I mean, it really is. I mean, you get segment here and there. But to find a whole show that's dedicated to talking to you, and the reason I do it is because I want to talk to you. I want to hear what you have to say about all this stuff. Now, last night, the Atlanta Hawks lost again to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> uh, I'm taking your calls from now until forever to try to figure this out. Uh, they're 2-2 two and two without Trey. Now they're only two games ahead of Brooklyn. I don't know. Beats heck out of me. I, I, I legitimately don't know. Are, are they going to be able to build a contender with Trey Young? Are they going to be able to do it? Because if they can't, then what's the point of this? Uh, there is none. And much as I am a huge Trey Young fan, and I'm a huge Trey Young fan, if you can't put the pieces around him, and I know he's, I know he's injured now, <clears throat> I understand that. But broadly, I mean, look at the the, the time of the last three, four years. You know, and every, ever since uh, you know it ended when he stepped on the referee's foot in Milwaukee, it's been kind of like downhill. And no matter what the coach or the GM or the front office or the this or the that, you know, it's, you know, it's like the, the Hawks have done, the wrestlers have done such a good job of building everything attendant 
to an NBA champion, right? I mean, they've done a really good job with their staff, with their marketing, with their stadium, with everything around it is really well done. It's all top-notch, top-level stuff. Their practice facility is par excellence. I mean, they've done everything right, except <laughs> except when. <laughs> it's like, okay, the, the, mo- the single most important thing, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Beats the hell out of me. I know that the uh, Hawks are going to hang around New York today, and they're going to play Tuesday night against the Knicks at Madison Square. All right. So, again, this is one of those things where if you call in and you want to talk about the Hawks and you have an idea about how to fix this, uh, let me know uh, because I got no clue. Braves won yesterday. They used mostly uh, uh, the guys that are going to be double-A players and whatnot, uh, but uh, Ronaldo Lopez pitched well, so did Hurston Waldrop. Those are two names that you're going to have to get used to because they could be impactful on this team this year. That battle for the fifth spot and where Lopez kind of fits in. And Hurston Waldrop is a guy that they are really kind of keenly interested to see where his career might go. Number one pick from a couple of years ago. And he's, you know, he's got a lot of really good stuff. So it'll be kind of interesting to see where where that lands. Uh, And then the combine. All right, so the Underwear Olympics was going on. And this is going to be the thrust of the show today, as you might imagine. Uh, the Underwear Olympics is going on. We're going to bring you some of the results and talk about some of the uh, eyeball test stuff here in just a moment. Eric Slaughter. Eric, are you with me? Yes, sir, I am. How are you today? Yeah, yeah I'm fine. I know you're rolling in here. I mean, you, you've been out there, you know, umpiring baseball and whatnot. And, yeah, I had a great you know, college double doing your yesterday, thing. and it was good. And uh, but happy to be here with you today. A little misty today. I didn't. I mean, what's going on? Always a little mist every morning. It'll be nice by this afternoon, I hope. But it's definitely a little mist. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to like to play golf in this kind of weather. Really? Just because it was. Yeah. Because I. I the one thing I never liked playing golf in was wind. That's like the worst. <laughs> Four. <Okay? laughs> yeah. You know, slice and, and people would. You know, I would go to Vegas and play golf occasionally, and Vegas is literally the windiest city on the planet. I mean, it's just, the wind blows in Las Vegas all the time. Uh, oh, my God, it's just terrible. And, you know, you, I'm going to hit a six iron into the wind, and it goes 50 yards, and you hit a nine iron with the wind, and it goes 250 yards. It's just like, okay, I give up. Um, so, uh, anyway, so I, as long as it's not windy, you know, I'm, I'm kind of good. You know, I mean, that's, the wind is the one thing I can't, can't deal with. Uh, so, um, no, I'm, I'm watching. Did you watch the Underwear Olympics last night? Did you watch any of the quarterbacks and the, and the wide receivers and whatnot? Absolutely. What Rondé, how you say his name, Rondé Adoze, who was the wide receiver from Washington, man, you know, right. some of the stuff he's done. And, yeah, it's, it's – uh, I enjoy it. And then I think we got a record, right, in the 40-yard dash? Yes, we did. Yeah. So, uh, that's you know, that'll be – that'll be you can rewatch that forever. And, um, you know, they, they're replaying it right now this morning. Because you, you missed the last night. You can still catch it this morning on a, on a certain network. All right, so Xavier Worthy of Texas breaks John Ross's record set uh, back in uh, 2017 in the 40-yard dash. The uh, wide receiver from Texas, who was already you know pretty pretty highly thought of, uh, runs a 4-2-1 40-yard dash, fastest 40-yard dash in the history of the NFL Combine. Now, in of the fact that, that Xavier Worthy had a really good college career and, and he's going to get dra- drafted relatively high, probably second round, you're like, well, why is it the fastest guy in the in the NFL going in the first round? Well, because it's not just about speed. It's also about size. It's also about, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot. 
speeds and a lot of things that go into it, right? I mean, it's not just straight out speed. And, and you can prove that by looking at the fastest 40 times ever in the history of the NFL Combine. Because no doubt that you have heard of uh, Chris Johnson. That would be CJ2K, okay? Had, Chris had a great career uh, in the NFL. Was he Houston or Texas? Who did? Nashville, Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, yes. Yeah. CJ2K, he, he had one of the fastest. He had the uh, tied for the fourth fastest all time at 4.24 seconds back in 2008, okay? CJ2K, great, great player. But here's the rest of the top of them, and you tell me how many of these are household names. So Xavier Worthy, 4.21, John Ross, 4.22, Kalen Barnes, 4.23, CJ2K, 4.24, Rondell Melendez, 4.24, DJ Turner, 4.26, Three Archer, 4.26, Tariq Woolen, 4.26, and then you get to Jerome Mathis at 4.26. Um, I'm just saying, it's not always about 40 speed. You know what I mean? I mean, it's nice. Well, what was it? John he, Ross could not catch a ball if he had a hand. Yeah, stick you got to be able to catch. I mean, right. stone hands, just stone hands. And what he last, last what, two years in the NFL, three years most? Because they like, boy, the guy can't catch a ball. Crazy. Well, and then there was a guy named Mike Ruth. Mike Ruth was a defensive lineman from Boston College, and everybody just oogled and oohed and odd when he went into the weight room because he was like Conan the Barbarian. I mean, he's hauling weight like you can't believe and just – but, again, if you're slow foot speed or you just can't play the game, you know, it doesn't matter how strong you are or how fast you are. you got to be able to play the game. And so, I mean, good for Savior Worthy. This is why, because somebody said, hey, how does 4.21, fastest 40 of all time, not automatically make you a top 10 pick? Because you got to play the game. You're not better, even at 4.21, he's not better than Marvin Harrison. He's not better than Malik Neighbors. He's not even number one wide receiver out of Texas. That's Adonai Mitchell, the former UGA Bulldog. Right. And Adonai Mitchell, by the way, blew it up yesterday, too. And he ran, I think, a four two four, and and then he was like, his other measurables were off the charts. So it's not just about forty times. You got to be careful with all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'll tell you who else had a pretty good day, though, from the measurable standpoint. He mentioned uh, uh, Donnie Mitchell was Lyle McConkey. And now you, I think anybody who's heard this knows that if, if the Falcons end up, I don't know what they're going to do with their second pick. Who knows? Uh, but if they do end up with a second round pick, and Lyle McConkey is there, by the way. All three of these guys that we just mentioned, Adonai Mitchell and Xavier Worthy and Lad McConkey, they're going to be kind of in that area of where the Falcons are picking in round two at, at pick number 43. So the Falcons may have uh, one or all three to pick from at that spot. And uh, and so as a result, if we're talking about uh, that other wide receiver, and the reason I like Lad McConkey so much, I mean, I just like him. Again, he's a football player. Of Adonai Mitchell and Xavier Worthy and Lad McConkey, who made the most plays? Who made the most plays? When you, if you think about their college career, and look, Worthy and Mitchell made plays, no question. And they may be really good NFL players, not arguing. But who made the most plays? McConkie. The dude just makes plays. Plus, he's kind of like your version. And if you've got Zach Robinson as your offensive coordinator, uh, having a guy that's like Cooper Cup, that's why I would, I would prefer a Lab McConkie in that case. But that's just me. I, again, I'm not the one making. I'm not making the call on, on quarterback. <laughs> Man, 
I have no idea what they're going to do at quarterback. I, I, I try to s- stress this again. We had a big, Eric, long discussion yesterday, four and a half hours, obviously centered on the quarterback. And we're going to talk a little bit about it today, too. But, I, you know, I'm trying to tell people, all, anybody that will listen, two things. Number one is I will support whatever quarterback they choose to bring in because only they know the quarterback that's going to fit their offense the best, right? Right? Absolutely. We got okay. and whoever's out is, there, we got to be their best friend. We got to be their number one fan. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, they have any choice. I, I mean, they're going to bring in the quarterback that's going to fit their system and their offense. And, and, and the second thing is, is I am not – I think somebody thought – I, you're just a Justin Fields honk. I'm like, I like Justin. I think he's got upside. I think he would do better here than he did in Chicago. Uh, I like the idea of bringing him home, but that's not my call. Okay? I I have no idea. I want to stress to you again. I have no idea of what they're saying, and this is partly the way AMB works, uh, you know, AMB Sports Entertainment, that Arthur Blank is keeps things behind closed doors. And so anybody who covers the team, even if you're talking about D-Led or anybody, Michael Rothstein, anybody that's there daily, Joe Patrick, anybody that's there all the time, they don't know either because even though they're there all the time, nobody's talking. So you don't have any idea what they're saying. Are they saying, hey, listen, let's go get Justin? Or are they saying, Terry Fado saying, look, there's a reason I passed on him four years ago. I don't want him. I don't like him. We don't know. So I, I can't tell you what's going to happen here. But put it this way. Think about the coaching search. Did anybody have Raheem Morris until it actually happened? They did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> we I, didn't. <laughs> yeah, we, many, many of us speculated that, you know, of course, they had him four years ago, but – as an organization, would they have the, you know, the intestinal fortitude to say, hey, this is probably the guy we really should have hired four years ago, and we're going to correct this mistake because we let him get out the building. We're going to bring him back. That took a lot of, you know, well, gumption. Well, they also said that, that uh, you know, they alluded to the fact that when he came back, you know, as, as a more seasoned veteran, that they were really impressed with what he had learned, you know, in terms of, you know, now he's got a – he's been to him, won a Super Bowl, he's got a ring. Uh, so he comes in a more seasoned veteran and more sure of himself, more more his own man, more his own coach, and and that happens with life. I mean, we we're all that way. You're you're more seasoned and veteran than you were three or four years ago, no matter who you are. If you went from seventeen to twenty one, or you went from twenty eight to thirty two, or you went from sixty one to sixty five. I mean, we we all learn, we all grow, and so. Uh, you know, that's that's and that, by the way, that's the same thing is true for quarterbacks. That's why this whole zero something with Justin Fields always, uh, ah, what? you know, just because you, you know, it was 10 and 28 in Chicago. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Nothing that has nothing to do with anything. They're not the Falcons aren't going to say no to Justin. Fields. You know what? Justin, the Falcons aren't sitting in there. Look, you know, Justin was 10 and 28 as a starter in Chicago. Oh, God, dude's out. Dude's out. No, no, no. That can't happen. That's not what they're looking at. And I don't know why you focus on it. They are focused on other things. And they've told you what those other things are, including elite processor. If they don't believe he's an elite processor, then guess what? What's the biggest issue with Desmond Ritter? Not an elite processor. You know, so he doesn't have great vision. And, you know, that's what they want, which would tend to make you think that they're going to lean more into the veteran free agent market 
as, as I told you yesterday, don't be shocked. Any There's like five different possibilities, and I have no idea which way they're going to go. Okay? By the way, I got another. I should mention this after I come back from the break here. 404-726-0929. We're going to be talking about football. We're going to be talking about there's a little bit of college football. If you've got something on the Hawks and can help me out with that. I, I got into a, a question and answer, not a debate so much, with uh, somebody that I know about my fandom. I'll explain in a moment. On this Sunday morning, live on Sports Radio 92 on the game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 90 time game from the Northern Kia Studio. John Fricky with you at 404-726-0929. You know that, that conversation, that you know, Eric Slaughter, that we we hear occasionally, uh, either on the Twitter, on X, I guess sometimes on air, where the, the you know, the Northeastern, um, I'll try to be kind here, the fans in the Northeastern quarter, I won't use pejorative terms. <laughs> pejorative. Sunday morning, John, be nice backwards. on a Sunday yeah. morning. <laughs> pejorative meaning, you know, calling people idiots. Um, the, um, you know, they, they say, Atlanta's got bad fans. You know that, you know that conversation and you just roll your eyes like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah I've okay. heard it once or twice. And, and why yeah, you, right. why you limited it to the Northeast? Trust me, it ain't just the Northeast that makes that ridiculous accusation. Yeah, I know, but it's mostly them because it's bitter Met fans. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of that is bitter Met fans. And, well, um, and the other team yeah. up there in Boston. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, so I, I got into this conversation of, you know, I don't understand why you're so hot on this whole quarterback thing as if, and this is what I've had with not just this guy but with other people uh, on the X and on the Twitter, uh, as if, you know, it makes any difference. I mean, they're not winning. They're not winning anything next year. I'm like, okay, I'm you and I are in different wavelengths here. I'm like, why not? And, and then, you know, she, they're not winning the Super Bowl. You, you, I need somebody honest to talk to me. I'm like, I, 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 A, I didn't say they were winning the Super Bowl. But B, again, I'm going to go back to why not? I mean, that's why you play, right? There's no chance they're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, of course, there's a chance they can win the Super Bowl. I mean, it's a small chance right now, but we haven't gone through free agency. We haven't gone through the draft. Well, let's see what the team kind of shakes out. And the way the NFL works is that you got to stay injury-free. And if you get hot at the right time, you can make a run. Anybody can, right? It's any given. The NFL is set up differently than, like, basketball, Eric, correct? 
yes, they want parity and they want quick teams to be able to re get back into the playoff picture. Exactly. The Houston Texans went from the worst team in the NFL to uh, getting, winner. getting their yeah. by the way getting their hat handed to them by the Atlanta Falcons early in the season to at the end of the year. They were playing and peaking at a point where there were people going, oh, could this team make a run? Now, they didn't, obviously. The, the Philadelphia Eagles went from being unbeatable to flaming out in the playoffs at the end of the year, right? It happens. I mean, the Falcons, when they lost to 28-3, at one point, I, it may have been the San Diego Chargers came in here and beat us. I, I want to say it was I want to say it was the Chargers that did. I I, I could stand corrected. Anyway, I think at one point the, the Falcons were like seven to five, and they had just lost at home to I want to say it was the Chargers. Anyway, I, I could I'd have to go back and look at the season, but they lost at home in a game that they probably shouldn't have lost, and they were seven and five, and they looked like a decent. And then they just got blistering hot, and up until twenty eight to three happened. Uh, from that moment till twenty-eight to three, they were clearly the best team on the planet. I, I mean, they were just untouchable until twenty-eight to three, and they couldn't do anything right. Uh, but so, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to, to to sit here and say to you as a fan that I live in some kind of la-la land uh, where I think the Falcons are going to go out and get uh, Justin Fields and all these superstars and win a Super Bowl. I, I mean, they're going to have to prove it to me. There's a new coaching staff and whatnot. But that also doesn't preclude the fact that I think that if they do this right, and I'm, I'm kind of with Arthur Blank here, that this is a team that can win 10 games. This is a team that can win the I say can, not will, can. Can win the NFC South. There's no reason they can't. They're going to play a more difficult schedule, but they do have nine home games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if, and if, I understand, but that's if and if and if. I understand. But to automatically assume that this team – because somebody said to me, it doesn't matter who had, uh, you have a quarterback because you're only going to win four to five games. I'm like, okay. That's as off the reservation as the other way, which is to say they're going to win the Super Bowl. Four, four to five wins, that's a team that ha- if, if it has a competent quarterback last year, wins ten games with a competent quarterback. And, okay, I, I guess we're just seeing things. I guess I'm seeing things differently here than a lot of people are. All right, so let's talk about options here. You know, what you saw in the combine here. Tell me what you do expect from Raheem Morris this year. I mean, what is kind of your base expectation? I know what my base expectation is. My base expectation is going to be 10 to 11 wins and the playoffs. That's going to be my base expectation, and I expect that they're going to get there. If they do this right. Now, we could end up with Justin Fields and Desmond Ritter as our quarterback room. We could end up with, you know, Kirk Cousins and Desmond Ritter. We could end up with Joe Flacco and Desmond Ritter. We could end up with Joe Flacco and uh, Michael Penix. The only, th- the only thing there of the, of the five possible options here, or, or multiple options, the only thing you cannot do, and this is what we'll find out, you know, once we get past April 15th here, is to be standing around on April 18th with Desmond Ritter and a rookie as your quarterback room. I, I think that that is a recipe for no goodness, okay? 404-726-0929. Let's go to Steve. He joins John this morning. Hey, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. It ain't Steve, Jesse. And listen, this is not a prank phone call. I've changed my ways. 
football is a game of inches, and anybody that says the Falcons can't win, anybody can win. It's a one of 32 shot. Those are good odds. It comes down to every single game, and there's been horrible teams that have won the Super Bowl. So y'all just need to relax, but if you really want to win the Super Bowl, you need to get Tony Romo. Tony Romo's the best quarterback that ever lived. I miss you, Tony. Uh, well, you were, you, were, you were rolling there, Steve, for a little while. Um, so, now, anyway, uh, 404-726-0929. Uh, you know, Eric, to the, to the larger extent here, you know, the Falcons are a pretty good football team. Uh, you, you start mm-hmm. to look at their, play, their personnel and you go, you know what, they, they've got some players. They, they do have some players. I'm just laughing at that call. What kind of prank I was know. that? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you're gonna waste your time on a Sunday morning, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, whatever. No, you, you, John. I agree with you. Skill position wise on the offense, we've got great guys. We've got three potential. We got triplets, you know, uh, with um, our first round wide receiver, our first round running back, and our first round tight end. Um, well, and then you you add in you add in Tyler Algier. Yeah, yeah. The, right. the, the, don't let him get lost no. in all this. Yeah, you know, and, and then, mm-hmm. and then you're going to add in somebody else. You know, uh, maybe a, a McConkie or a Mitchell or something from the draft, or you're going to get you know potentially a free agent. Now that free agent won't be Mike Evans. Do you see what Mike Evans wants? No, I, I know he wants a big payday. His last big payday. Tell me what it, I didn't yeah. get to see the specifics. Okay, uh, Mike Evans wants twenty five million a year. Do the Bucks have that kind of money? No. No. Do the Chiefs have that kind of money? Because that's been the team that he's been most kind of you well. Know, let's with. say the Chiefs. Let's say the Chiefs were to have that kind of money. Let's say they were able to find it. And then you look around the Chiefs. You go, yeah, okay, he's on the Chiefs. All right, that's fine. It's dandy. Here's the problem. He also wants to be on an elite team with an elite quarterback. Well, the Chiefs he wants check to try those to win boxes. A Super Bowl. The Chiefs okay, check those boxes. That's fine too. But here's the here here's the issue with that. Okay. That is a team that has Patrick Mahomes, Mike Evans, and Chris Jones, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and Travis Kelsey. And after that, you're going to have to start shedding salary. And the problem with doing it, it's like Randy Moss or Junior Seau, Rodney Harrison, those guys, you have to go to a team almost uh, toward the end of your career and say, what's more important to me, winning a Super Bowl or getting paid? Because you really can't have both. He has. The Super Bowl does it. Well, I know, I know. Yes, yeah, he does. Yeah, he, I, he played with a guy yeah, named Brady. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah. I, I understand. He wants another one, yeah. uh, but I'm just saying when you when you want another one, I, I I think it's really difficult to do. I'm not saying it's impossible, but when you chew up, if you go and you're Mike Evans and you say I want 25 million dollars, this is why I'm, I'm going to re- relate this to the Falcons here about Kirk Cousins. When you chew up so much money, you end up with like four or five really good players. But then you've got to go bargain basement in other areas, and suddenly your secondary is just terrible. Right, yeah, yeah. You will pay for it somewhere else. Now, how long does he yeah, want right. on this deal? That's the whole point. Can yeah. they give him four years for $100 million? I mean, would that – I mean, we got – they just got a nice little credit bump, right? You know, your credit – congratulations, we have increased your credit limit. That's what the NFL did yeah, for all right. 30, 32 right. teams. To, to a, and, and it'll increase next year. Well, it increases every year. Yeah, right. Yeah, with $14 million up, right? I, I get that. I understand that. But this is the whole point about Kirk Cousins. Now, they may choose to go to Kirk Cousins, uh, just, you know, we, as we've talked about here, and that's fine by me. If they if they believe he's the elite processor, they're okay with the Achilles injury, and they think that he can get the ball into the hands of, as Eric was talking about, all these weapons that you have, 
And you have, you know, just more than just the triplets. I mean, they have, again, you have Tyler Algier. You do have CP84 still. You're going to be adding to that with a draft pick like a McConkie and adding to that with a uh, with another tight end. I mean, they could they could take Brock Bowers. I mean, it's, it's a, a case of all the weapons on offense, plus a really good offensive line, and now Zach Robinson is the offensive coordinator. All of this kind of leads you to believe that their offensive production is going to go way up if they don't screw up the quarterback room. I get it, okay? But you can't. But if you pay for Kirk Cousins forty five million, guess what? You can't have. You can't also have. You know, uh, okay, we're going to have uh, Jordan Fuller. We're going to have uh, you know two or three or four you know free agents because one guy's going to chew up all the free agent money or a ch- a good chunk of the free agent money and really limit you from being able to go out. Because as it stands, if you go to a kind of a second level quarterback, you know, let's say you went to a Joe Flacco. Because you can make a case, you can argue to me, correctly, and by the way, not Tony Romo, but you can argue to me, Joe Flacco or somebody of that ilk, Jimmy Garoppolo, with a, you know, a Michael Penix, and you're just going to trade or cut Ritter, and that's going to be your quarterback room. I mean, Flacco's got a ring, he's been around the block a few times, and all we need is a distributor who's not going to kill you with all the weapons, and allow that, the rest of to be spent on, you know, uh, another safety, another cornerback, uh, you know, a, a nickelback, because to rely on rookies in the draft, I mean, you want to draft well, don't get me wrong, but to rely only and solely on rookies uh, to fill those spots here. But keep in mind, this is a team that's got really good players on both sides of the football, and you're going to get Troy Anderson back. They're also changing their defense, which means they go to a much more of a 3-4, which means you're going to need a really big body you know, in the in the middle there, because Grady's going to be bounced outside, Omanyata's going to be kind of bounced outside into different gaps here. And so it, it, there, there's a lot in play with the Atlanta Falcons, but how you stack this team is going to be dependent since free agency comes before the draft on how much money you spend on a quarterback, right? I mean, that's, that's going to be a key issue. Now, having said that, again, I'm not opposed to Kirk Cousins that you spend a majority of it on the quarterback if you believe that he could do it. This is not a vertical passing team, and Kirk Cousins is a vertical passing guy. I, I So I, I guess I'd be surprised if they went that route unless they're going to go out and get, you know, draft an A.D. Mitchell or Xavier Worthy, and they're going or maybe Malik Neighbors falls to them at eight or something, and they become a vertical passing team, which is fine if that's what they Zach Robinson wants to do. Excellent I'm point, John Fricky. Excellent point. That's, you know, he is a great deep ball thrower. I don't know how how is he in those intermediate to short passes. Has he really ever done that? Even when he was with the Redskins back in the day, he threw the ball deep. So that's a great point, John Freaky. Great point. All right, four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. What do you expect? You know, what are the expectations here? I go back to the beginning of last year, and I tell you that the expectations are ten to eleven wins, and all you had to have was a quarterback who wouldn't lose games. And we were told, and I believed, and I'm that's woe on me. This is my fault. I believed Arthur Smith when he said Desmond Ritter is not going to lose games. Because that's all you needed. We, we, we saw it last year, right? We all said, oh, with all these weapons, just be a point guard, distribute the ball, just don't lose this game. And what happened? The quarterbacks both lost us games. They lost us four games. Right? They lost us four games. Quick break, and the breaks are short on the weekends. And then your calls at 
There's a story about college football i got to get in, in, into a little bit here later in the show. Man, college football is changing in front of our eyes so fast. <laughs> it's like, wow. It makes your head spin. All right, quick break. Uh, John Frick on Sports Radio 97 The Game. Welcome to the Kia Studios. John Fricky on this Sunday morning, 404-726-0929. Grab a cup of coffee, and uh, you and I can kind of chop this up and kind of figure it out a little bit. It's a very fluid situation with the Atlanta Falcons because we don't. all we know is what we don't know. And what we don't know is what direction do they want to go? How do they value these players? We're not inside their war room. We can't possibly know this. The only you know, people were saying, you really want Justin Fields. Yeah, I would love to see what Justin Fields could do here. And so I was defending the fact that, uh, you know, his numbers that he posted in Chicago may not be the numbers he posts here. But that doesn't mean that, that, that they do. They may not view Justin Fields as anything. And they're going, hey, he can go to wherever else. When I said the only unacceptable thing that they can do to me is have Desmond Ritter with a rookie, I wasn't talking about Jaden Daniels. Somebody else said that. I said, look, I was talking about Desmond Ritter with a Michael Pratt or a Spencer Rattler, you know, because you botched this, because you're sitting around on April 18th, you didn't do it in free agency, and the next thing you know you're in the draft going, oh, my God, and you're scrambling around here trying to figure this out. Don't get caught with your pants down. You can't wait, wait around for Russ because we don't know when or even if Denver will cut him. So the rust thing becomes a really difficult thing to deal with because Denver may not cut him at all. And if they do cut him, they may wait till the end of May to cut him. So it's you know kind of a dicey situation. You have to kind of determine what it is you want. That's why yesterday was so important and why the pro days, by the way, for Jaden Daniels and Drake May are going to be so important and the Falcons will go to those is because if suddenly a team like the New England Patriots makes a decision – uh, to go a different route on their quarterback, and they're willing to trade the number three pick. Could the Falcons trade up? The answer is yes, they could. It better be certain if they decide to trade up for, say, three and get Drake May, that Drake May is going to turn into a quarterback that can lead them immediately. And you're going to have to pay a very heavy price to move up. So don't botch it. And I know there's a train of thought that says that Chicago's going to trade down one spot or two and then trade down again, and, and okay, I get that. Could the Falcons trade up? Sure. Are you willing to pay that price? That's the other question. 404-726-0929. Let's go to, uh, where do we want to start here? Um, do, 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 DJ? We want to go to DJ? All right, DJ. Welcome to the show, DJ. Hey, how you doing, John? Uh, first off, miss you in the mornings. Loved hearing you guys uh, when you're with you. Uh, I know you're Yep, do it those things, that. but uh, it's awesome to hear you again. Um, so first things first, um, with the quarterback situation, I, I don't favor anyone in either direction. I think the the motion needs to be that we get a guy for one or two years with a guy in the draft and and, and coach him up. Um, you know, I don't mind Justin Fields. I'd like to give him a chance, but signing him for a lot of money and what we're going to have to give um, is a little bit of a risk. Um, obviously, Kirk, obviously Kirk Cousins coming off that injury. And then you see a couple other quarterback prospects um, like Russ. I see it. Um, the Falcons just need to go for the value right now for the talent they have um, because they don't want to squander that chance in the next one or two years. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see, like I said, I'd like to see a new quarterback they could find. There's a lot of good ones in this draft. So trading up, I just want to make sure they're worth it. But thanks, John. 
Yeah, you know, I, hey, hey, hang on, hang on. Uh, I, I don't disagree. You know, Bo Nix did himself no favors yesterday. Oh, he's gone? Uh, again, all right, DJ, everybody out there, I, I want to have a conversation with you. Don't just run up to the bar, say something, and, and run away unless you have to. I mean, if you've got to go, you've got to go. Uh, the, the whole point of this is for you and I to have a conversation here because I, want, I wanted to ask DJ a couple of things. I'm like, who are you interested in? I'm not, a, I'm not opposed Again, the term elite processor is in all of this. If the Falcons don't view, because I don't view Desmond Ritter as an elite processor, I think it's his biggest problem. His vision and his processing, not good. And it's not that he doesn't have physical skills. He's just, he doesn't process in his vision. And no more evident than in the worst throw in the history of the Atlanta Falcons in Carolina, where if he's got better vision right out the uh, peripheral side of his right eye, here's Drake London flashing into the end zone for a, a touchdown wide open. And he missed him. Instead, he threw into triple coverage. And I don't know, he missed the, the wide open, what was it, a linebacker, safety, whoever he hit right between the numbers? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so uh, if you hear the term elite processor, you know, if Justin Fields isn't an elite processor, and I know Bears fans, some Bears fans who say he's not an elite processor, I don't know that. You don't know that. You've seen, you know, that he's slow to get rid of the ball, but how much of that was due to, you know, confusion on offense? And by the way, I also give Desmond Ritter a little bit of latitude here on confusion in the offense that it, it struck me that with Taylor Heineke and with Desmond Ritter and I guess with a noodle arm quitter that. Arthur Smith was trying to run an offense that was designed for a 13, 14-year veteran quarterback and processing and not kind of dumbed down, for lack of a better term. I mean, just dumb it down, make it simple, stupid. But he didn't. He was just too much into it, you know, that sheet that was in front of him, you know, and, oh, I got to do this and this and this, and I got to have this route. And How about you just dumb it down and let the guy make play, Okay. So I think that some of that plays into it too. Let's go to Tommy here, 404-726-0929. How do you weigh in on all of this? You know, what is what is your expectation here of this team? Hey, brother. Hey, Tommy. I, I just, hey, man. I don't, I miss you in the morning too, by the way. But uh, I I'm of, I'm of the Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, Jim McMahon days of I'm okay with a good processor, game manager like a Joe Flacco, and I would love us to get. Um, anybody we can, but, you know, I'm good with Flacco and maybe getting a backup quarterback because I think our team is good enough, like you say, to get the 10 or 11 wins just because of the talent we have. We just need someone competent. That's that. It, yeah, so I, I think, I, right. Is it is it that true, Tommy? You don't need an elite quarterback. You don't need a franchise quarterback. You just need a competent quarterback. Correct. Like Justin Fields is great, but if we don't get Justin because of the, you know, the everybody bidding on him, Flacco would be great. I'd be pleased as punch, man. Well, it's like Baker Mayfield. Some people have said Baker Mayfield to me. I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, again, he's going to be really expensive. Uh, and, you know, does he – I mean, yeah, okay, sure. I'm not opposed to it. I uh, appreciate it, Tommy. Uh, 404-726-0929. Big sign in Tampa, and, and they're you know again it's all chatter right now with Mike Evans saying he wants twenty five million a year, and you know there's some talk that Baker Mayfield is looking elsewhere, and that you know as a free agent he might want to go somewhere else where he can win, 
and they were talking about New England, and I thought, well, okay, you know, if New England wants Baker Mayfield, he can go there. I mean, could he end up with the Falcons? Sure. I mean, is Baker Mayfield a processor? Yes. Would Baker Mayfield do well here? Yeah. Would he be an upgrade? Yes. All those things are true. And all you need is a you know a good quarterback. I, I I'm okay with whatever. See, I'm going to put my faith and trust that Zach Robinson knows what he's doing. When, when they were out with the Rams, when Raheem and, and company were out there with Sean McVay, they made a trade. They traded away a quarterback in Jared Goff who had taken the team to a Super Bowl. A, a quarterback in Jared Goff who almost took Detroit or should have taken Detroit to a Super Bowl if not for his head coach's decisions that were made last year. Almost went back as a quarterback. Jared Goff's a pretty darn good quarterback. And yet they made a trade to get Matt Stafford because they said there was something in Jared Goff's game that they apparently didn't like, that Matt Stafford and Matt Stafford, look, Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer. I get it. And so they said there's just something that's not quite working here, and then lo and behold, what happened? You know, right. So if you're looking at quarterbacks here, for the Atlanta Falcons, what what are the qualities that you're looking for? They're using the, the Falcons themselves are using the term elite processor. That's a Raheem Morris term, okay? And that means veteran. And so somebody who's got kind of the veteran to him. Joe Flacco's been to a Super Bowl, obviously. And um, you know, so that's why I'm I keep coming kind of circling back to his name here. You know, Justin Fields athletically is better than Joe Flacco. I, there's no question of that. He's bigger, he's stronger, he, you know, he's faster. He's just athletically a better player than Joe Flacco. But does he process like Joe Flacco? Probably not. But if you're going to go the route of Joe Flacco, I need them to make a determination on Desmond Ritter as well. If Desmond Ritter has no future here because they can't make him into a better quarterback – then I think if you're going to go, if you're if you're sitting in Fowery Branch and you're sitting around the table going, look, we're gonna we're gonna kind of swim in the waters of the you know the Joe Flacco, Jimmy Garoppolo world because they they're processors, and not spend a whole ton of money on a quarterback, get somebody in here, and then our options are what uh, Desmond is our backup, Desmond is our backup for just one year, and then we go into the draft next year when you've got. You know, because you, you have to also consider, you know, I mean, if you're going to bring in a guy like that, you're talking one to two years here, and then you look at the draft next year. Now you're not going to – Carson Beck's going to be the number one pick. But you could be in the, you know, Quinn Ewers, or you could be in um, Dylan Gabriel's. Dylan could be the number one pick too. Uh, so it would be like the Noah Fafitas, the Jackson Darts, you know, Brady Cooks, the Shooter Sanders, those guys, you know. Uh, so – but I'm I'm not opposed to the idea of – Joe Flacco with a Michael Penix, for example, or Joe Flacco with a Bo Nix. That would work for me, too. Again, the only thing I don't want is Desmond Ritter and Michael Pratt. <laughs> don't do that to me. Uh, and I'm not sure I want Kirk Cousins. Hey, look, if they go Kirk Cousins and they say, to me, the Kirk Cousins move, here's why. And it really has nothing to do with his age or his Achilles. It has to do with his money. The Kirk Cousins move is made by a team that wants to win a Super Bowl now. And he is the missing piece to winning a Super Bowl. This is a Falcons team that needs seven new starters. And I think if you go out and spend your money and your in your capital and your draft capital on filling those seven uh, cover corner to go alongside A.J. Terrell, a safety to go alongside Jesse Bates, you know, another nickelback, uh, a stretch-wide receiver, another tight end now that they've let Jonu Smith go. 
uh, depth on, on certain places like the offensive line. This is a team that needs quite a bit. And so to spend uh, so much of your cap money on Kirk Cousins says, oh, we're good with what we have. Let's hope we get some players in the draft, and then we're riding this guy's arm to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure I, that, that that's the route I see them going here, but I could be wrong. About what you expect here from the Atlanta Falcons. You know, it is kind of interesting uh, to note that things have been really – quiet coming out of Chicago. They've managed in Chicago, Omar Khan, to be really quiet about what they're going through. Now, I, I'm, I'm convinced they wanted to sit down and have a, a real long conversation, get the medicals on Caleb Williams, but they've been really quiet about all this. And, and it's a credit to them because if you think we're speculating here in Atlanta, they're going nutty up there. Let's go to Eddie. Eddie's on with John. Hey, Eddie. Hey, John, man. Love the show. Um, always love when you're on, on the radio, man. Uh, so, so Oren, this is kind of a crazy take, but if we're going to take Joe Flacco, right, Matt Ryan is not retired, okay? It, it, Matt Ryan has not retired yet. Um, bring Matt back. This is a crazy take. I know. I know. Bring Matt back and draft a quarterback and let Matt groom him and train him. Matt's, Matt's last year in Indianapolis, he was under duress. Their, their offensive line regressed, and I don't know why. Um, and then there was a bunch of injuries. I don't think Matt got a fair shake in Indy. And, um, look, I think Matt can do just as good as Joe Flacco with weapons and a, and a good line. He can, you know, he can game manage us at least to the playoffs while we groom another QB. Well, I mean, he, yeah, he had injuries to his offensive line. And also, Jonathan Taylor was banged up. And so, he, yeah, he you know, they, they loaded the box and they came after him uh, knowing where he was. M- Matt is not coming back. He, and that's not a Falcons thing. That's just Matt saying, I'm done. Matt, Matt says he's, I mean, he's, not, he's, he's not coming back. Matt's not playing. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, no, no worries. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah, I, I understand. It, look, I was, I'm kind of with Eddie. What, what was the game last year? that the Falcons were playing and Ryan was doing the broadcasting and I'm screaming, you know, at halftime, <laughs> send him down to the locker, suit him up. <laughs> oh, my God. I understand. Look, it makes sense here. I mean, people have talked about Tom Brady coming back. You know, oh, could Tom Brady come back? I mean, guys nowadays, athletes nowadays are a different breed. They, they play way into their 40s. Look at what LeBron James is doing. At what is it? What how is he 40 yet? He's close to it, right? He's 39, it'll be 40 in December. He was established, you know, okay. the tattoo says yeah. it established in 1984, so it'll be okay, he'll be okay. 40. You know, he he shares a pretty um big birthday. Him and him and two other guys all are born on December 30th. When the other guys are uh Eldrick Woods. Okay. And, oh, man, it's a trivia question. No, John, you give me. I'll give you the other one after we come back from break. But Tiger, Eldrick, and one other, they're all sports guys. They all uh, have a December 30th birthday. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, so, yeah, no, I mean, at his age, you know, and, and you mentioned another one. Of course, golf is golf. I mean, and I, I'm not trying to disparage it, but it's not exactly the NBA or, or the NFL. But guys play, you know, longer now, and they play into their 40s. I mean, how old? Brady played way into almost mid-40s, right? So, but it's not really so much a question. I mean, yes, it's wear and tear on your body. I understand that. 
it's kind of mentally. Because once you mentally check out, there's no coming back. It's like the whole Gronk thing. When Gronk, Gronk said, look, I mentally checked out. When you mentally check out, you can't just check back in. Okay? It doesn't happen that way. If you mentally check out and, and, and Ryan mentally checks out, once you mentally check out of the game, you can't check back in. Physically, he can play. Of course he can. But, you know, the, 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 the mental aspect of playing in the game is that you are absorbed in the world 24-7, 365. And when you step outside the world and you can't force yourself to go back into the world 24-7, 365, then that's when you're going to get hurt or you're not going to live up to expectations or things just are not going to work out, even if you can still physically play. Look at Barry Sanders. Ran into a tunnel and ran out of the game. He mentally checked out at the height of his game. 404-726-0929. We're talking about the combine and more. There's a note about college football that's um, just it goes to show you how fast things are changing in the game that I'm going to give you here in a moment, too. On Sports Radio 90, turn the game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 